Our Father and our God, we thank you so much for bringing us together again. Thank you, God, for the 10 days of prayer. Thank you, God, for all the participants. Thank you, Lord, for the speakers. Thank you, Lord, because you have been with us this far. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayers. Thank you, God, for what you will do again in our midst. So, Lord, we have come again to hear from you and for you to bless us. We ask that you will be receptive of your word, and by your grace, you will reveal yourself unto us again. Humble us, O God, to be able to discipline our ears and be attentive to hear you, so that at the end of today's worship, Lord, you alone will be lifted up in our lives. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers, for we are prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want to thank God for another Sabbath, the last Sabbath, as far as um, 10 days of prayer is concerned. We want to thank God for what God has done in our lives. I am really uh, grateful to God because God did a lot in my life, in my family, and I know he has done a lot for you all. You hang in there, God will continue to be with us, like the song we just sang, that we should surrender all to Jesus. And we surrender all to Jesus, is that thing to do something that no man can do. Yes, he will do it. Uh, I will not go through the whole uh, uh, lessons that we've treated this week, or since last week. I will not make a recap but I know God has done something in our lives. Our lives will not be the same again. Yet, there shall be testimonies in our lives. There shall be testimonies in our families. There shall be testimonies in the church because God will has done something new in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is just the last day of this program. But I pray that revival will not uh, end in our lives. It will continue. It's a continuous process until Jesus comes. So the topic before us today is seeking God's spirit. But before we go into the message, I want to prepare our minds that by God's grace, immediately after the message, we are, we are going to break, uh, um, uh, go into various rooms for us to pray. And then thank God for all that God has done. And I know that many of us wanted to give thanks to God, uh, but then we didn't have enough time. But we will have enough time. We'll have about seven minutes for that program. So please uh, take note of that. Seeking God's spirit. Seeking God's spirit. How can I, how can you seek God's spirit? Now we have been discussing, we, have, uh, we are still discussing about revival. We started it since last week. But I want to tell you that we need God's spirit during this time of COVID. COVID-19 has taken so many lives. But then we want to thank God because we are alive. Not because we are the most righteous people. Not because... We know how to, how to navigate through, not because of our consciousness and our carefulness, but it has pleased God to make us 
come through uh, this last year and even today. May his name be exalted in Jesus' name. Second, God's spirit. I went to uh, so many years ago, and I met a woman of faith. We sat down together, and she told me a wonderful testimony of God's goodness in our life. Just one. And she told me that uh, up to today, up to that time, he, she had never been involved in a mortal accident. Many of us know this woman, but I will not mention her name. So she told me that each time she traveled, that uh, by the time she got to a junction, she would thank God for what God has done since the beginning of the journey till the time she got to a particular junction. So until she uh, gets to a destination, she will continue to, to thank God at every uh, junction. In fact, that really uh, encouraged me. I told one elder this week that, uh, or last week, that I like copying good things. Since that time, I have uh, uh, inculcated that active, that habit in me that I have to thank God at every junction if I'm traveling. And I, I want to thank God because God has led me this far. In fact, even when I came to the United States, I traveled from California to Chicago. It took us three days. I have to uh, drive. But then I don't know whether this has happened to you once or twice or several times. We feel comfortable when we are driving and we feel relaxed. And sometimes we can feel too full, so full of ourselves that we are in control. We are in charge, especially when our wives or our partner or probably you have a, a sibling beside you who gives you a warning sign of, oh, you are speeding or you need to be careful. Uh, don't we say, oh, I am in charge. Or we say, God is in charge. You see, in most cases, it's either we allow God to be in charge of everything but uh, we allow ourselves or fool ourselves to be in charge of whatever we're doing. And I want to tell you, that's not a good spirit. And we need God's spirit every time. We need to keep, keep ourselves on fire, moving on with the spirit of the living God. So while uh, going on a journey, Please let God be in charge. Whatever journey. And even when you are talking, when you are doing anything, let God be in charge. Father, take absolute control. And when you will give God his, uh, uh, his, uh, his uh, position, then God comes in. God will come in immediately to rescue us, to bless us, to lift us up, to do what no man can do. Seeking God's spirit, let us pray. Father, we have come to learn of your faith. I have nothing to offer your children, but you have a lot for us. I ask you that you be in charge, 
that you alone will be lifted up. You alone will be seen and your presence will be felt in our lives. Thank you, Father, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Faith of the glory, for we are praying in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In the kindergarten class today, the children were taught about lost and found. Jesus' parents taught that they had lost Jesus. But at the end, they saw him while he was teaching a group of people in the temple. He told them, why are you looking for me? Don't you know that I am doing my father's business? Jesus was not lost, but they lost him. They lost him for three days. The journey took them three days. Have you also lost Jesus? Have I lost Jesus? At what point in my life have I lost it? At what point in my life have I lost Jesus? At what point in your life have you lost Jesus? It says that the presence of Jesus in your life is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let somebody say amen. In the presence of the Holy Spirit. Seeking God's Spirit is a every 24-hour journey of self-surrender to the Lord as your personal Savior and Lord. It's not one minute, just one minute. One hour, no. Every hour, every minute, every second, all of the 24 hours, you will pass a little while and ask, Pastor, are we not going to sleep? I'm not saying that you should not sleep. I'm saying before you sleep, you need to surrender. And when you surrender, it takes absolute control of your six hours, seven, eight hours of sleep. He will be in control. And when God is in control at every point of your life, they will bounce because Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The fellowship of God else will be with you. God else, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One with God, he's a majority. When God is with you, when the Spirit is all over you, is in you, then the enemy cannot just start you to unfold. It means keep seeking God's Spirit every moment of your life. And then the Bible says that by the fruits we shall know them. If you are in Christ, friends, we will know through your attitude. How we know through your attitude. They will know me through my attitude. How can we daily seek the spirit of God? Now, the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 19 to 21, tells us about works of flesh that navigate, that, that negates the spirit of God in one's life. And there are sexual immorality, impurity, sexuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fit of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy drunkenness, orgies, and these things like this, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. I am not the one that said it, but this is the word of God. We need a spirit to be able to fight against that spirit of flesh, that flesh in us, that inclination that drives us to sin against God. We need God's spirit every time. And uh, pre-Pentecostal period, we know the attitudes of, of the disciples of Jesus Christ before Jesus ascended to heaven. They lacked the faith, that faith that was needed. They lacked it. Some of them were outspoken like Peter. Some of them were, uh, were, were called uh, 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 people who doubted God. Like Thomas, some were even fighting among themselves to be leader, to be leaders. A lot of things, you know, they have to battle with so many things in their lives. But God, Jesus was still with them. Jesus gave them hope. He encouraged them. And he told them that they should stay in Jerusalem until the power until they are clothed with the power of the Spirit of God. Ages, page 820 and 827, fellow believers of whatever cultural or racial background, let us stop doing or thinking evil of one another. Let us cease our bitter, uh, bitter complaints. Let's uh, let there be no more juggling uh, for position or influence or power. There should be both. There should be but one objective before us to reflect more fully, like uh, the likeness of our Savior, and to be used more effectively as an humble instrument to help finish the work committed to us if we occupy our minds with the loveliness of the life of Christ and the glorious prospect of his soon return, our national and uh, racial problems will subside. Amen. When Jesus is lifted up in our lives, when the love of Jesus is in us, it constrains us to do what we can't do, what we had never done, because his love will always constrain us to love, to keep loving, even when we are offended. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 39, but I tell you, do not resist any an evil person. If someone strikes you on the right Keep turn to him the other also. This is telling us that we should not retaliate at all. We should love God. If we are to seek God's spirit, we must seek God's spirit in humility, in love. We must be united as a church. We must be ready to stomach nonsense from anyone, no matter if. On our level, let's not nonsense. Treat 
everybody according to his or her faith. Trust God. Humble yourself. Be patient with everybody. And we'll see that you will have best. Our problem cannot be solved with the use of strong words, emotional outbursts, or destructive actions. The word of the Lord, the words of the Lord are still relevant today. Now, if you read the book of Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 3, it tells us that there's no more condemnation to those who believe in Christ Jesus, to those who do not walk after flesh, to those who allow Jesus to rule. The question is, what is your motive behind every action? Before you do anything, what, ask yourself, what do I want to gain from this? What is my motive? Will God be blessed? Will God be praised? We got to be exalted or glorified before doing anything. And then, if you are so convinced that God will be glorified, why not? We have been set free by Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Someone said that the blood of Jesus does not lose its taste. It does not lose its power. That blood is relevant. That blood is really, really powerful. And the Bible says, if we're, uh, we shall overcome by the blood of Jesus and by the testimonies of our mouth, seeking God's spirit, we must be ready for it. Zechariah 3, 1 to 2 tells us that then he showed me Joshua, the high priest standing before the angel, the Lord and Satan starting at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Indeed, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Amen. See, Joshua happened to be the high priest and he was quoted with the garments of feediness by the devil. That so that God will even say this man is not body, is to be dead. But then the angel of the Lord appeared to him. To him. Satan was just standing on the right and to accuse and to nail him. You see, when we, the children of God, we form the habit of accusing one another, that is not the spirit of the Lord. That's not the spirit of the Lord reigning in our lives. We need to love each other and deal with issues and not people. And when we do that, you will see God acting on our behalf. So at that particular time, the Lord was interested in Joshua because Joshua means is attached to the name of Jesus. The Lord saves, Yahweh saves. And Joshua must not go down. You will not go down in Jesus' name. You will all make it. We will all make it to heaven. No matter what happens, we will make it. Let's hang in there. Let's trust the Lord. 
Let's hold on to him. Let's go on our knees every time. The Lord is faithful. And he that has called you is faithful and is mighty. And the Lord rebuilt. The Lord rebuilt Satan. See, there is a, there are, there are rules of engagement that you and I don't see. We don't hear it. That goes on in the, in the, in, in the realm. And we don't even know where they are. And he's still there till today. But one thing is, Jesus, according to the Bible, is the head of the principalities and power. And he has the right to condemn. He has the right to vindicate. So if Jesus is your friend, then they will ask nothing to do with you. You will march unto victory. You will make it. Just look unto him. Those sin in you, commit it to God, commit them to God. And the Lord will deal with those sins and will grant you victory. Yes, he can do it. In Luke chapter 24, verse 40, 49, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been quoted with the power from our That power is the Holy Spirit. That power is God himself. Yes, he wants to bore us with his glory. He wants to us with his Holy Spirit so that we'll be guided, so that we'll do more effort for him. We'll move in the, not in, the, in our mind, not in our strength, but in the spirit of the Lord. You see, Zechariah had eight visions. And they, when the devil quoted him with the garments of fitness, happened to be the fourth vision. But he had another vision about God telling him that that temple will be rebuilt. That temple will be rebuilt. And that his purpose will be fulfilled. Amen. The God's purpose for sending you into this world will be fulfilled. You alone can either make it or make it because it is in your hands. But I know by God's grace, we will all make it when we keep trusting the Lord, when we keep seeking his face, then we will come out of it with Joy and gladness. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter 17, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and uh, seek my face, turn away from the wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive them their sins and heal their land. We need revival of primitive godliness. We need to be transparent. We need to be truthful to God and to our fellow human beings. It's time to come out of darkness. It's time to come out of sin. It's time to be united with Jesus Christ and walk. Walk so that he will walk us through. Yes, we need him now. We need him more than ever before. It is time to love him. It is time to, to go on, on that journey 
with him. Yes, he will not fail us. Let brotherly love continue. Hebrews 13, verses 1 to 3. It says, be not forgetful to anything, strangers, but let brotherly love continue. Brothers and sisters, as I round up this message, if you read the book of Acts of the Post, chapter 2, you will see what Jesus said. Even when you read Luke, Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 52, we'll come to realize that God, Jesus said, that they should stay in Jerusalem. And the Bible says they stay together, about 120 people, they stay together in the hotel room. What were they doing? They were settling their disputes. They were praying. They were preparing for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It was a daily program. They were there. Until when the Pentecost came, the Bible says the Holy Spirit came like a tongue of fire upon each and every one of them. One twenty people in the house room and they prayed. And the, the Bible says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues. Tongues that were very, very needed for evangelism, for the salvation of souls, for those who were present from different parts of the world from Africa, from Asia, from different places, from, 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 from Europe. They were all gathered to buy and sell. Oh, I like this passage that tells me that, uh, that after that, Peter rose up the docks. They were, they were drunk with, uh, 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 with new wine. But the Holy Spirit, as foretold by Joel, the prophet in the book of Joel chapter 2, the Bible says that uh, Peter rose up to tell them that we are not drunk, but we were filled with the Holy Spirit as foretold by Joel, the prophet. And uh, at that particular time, the Holy Spirit was with, with him and 3,000 souls gave their life to Jesus. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. God needs you and me to receive the Holy Spirit, the Latin rain. So that because the, we don't have the time again, I'm telling you, the time is no more there. It's not time to, to sit in our comfort zones. It's not time to go and make parties. It's not time to do other things, but it is time to go on God's era. It's time to do what God has asked us to do. If you read the last part, the last part of that passage tells us about what they were doing daily. They were doing a lot of good stuff daily. And the Bible says they were staying together, fellowshipping together, eating together. And they also studied the word of God daily in the temple. Brothers and sisters, these are the things we need to do to be able to receive the Holy Spirit. I charge you this moment, according to Luke chapter 11, verses 9 to 11, 9 to 10. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, 
receive, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be open. My people, it's time not to seek, it's time to rise up to ask. Not by my mind, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. These strongholds will be pulled down. These souls that are perishing in sin will come into God's vineyard. And no wonder John, Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 10, verses 15 through 17, all the sheep I have outside, they will hear my voice and they will come in into my fold. For I have one fold and one shepherd. Amen. There is no other fold rather than Seventh-day Adventist church. But the interesting thing in that passage is that God has his people outside there who are worshiping God in spirit, but not totally in truth. We have the two. We have the two, my people. We are blessed, my people. We have it all. And are we not wretched? We are rich. We think we are rich. But are we not looking wretched? What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us that we cannot get on excited, get on, 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 get on board and do what God has asked us to do? May God be with us. May he strengthen us. May he empower us. So that as we labor for him, eventually we will all make it to heaven. With those souls that must have come in through us into his vineyard. May this be our experience in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Like the woman of the well, we have come, O God, that you fill our cups. And Lord, as we have lifted it up today, Fill our cups. Come and quench the thirsting of our souls. Bread of heaven. Fill us till we want no more. Fill our cups. Fill it up, O oh God. And make us whole forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord grant you peace in your families. Peace at the workplaces. Peace everywhere you go. Now and evermore. Amen. Nothing compares to me.